Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I talk to Jack Rolf, the founder of The Coaching Lab, a card-based coaching business that aims to make sport training more intensive and more challenging. We talk about how he started the idea and to now living in Australia, running his business remotely, boasting clients that include massive sporting teams such as Leicester City Football Club, uh, Bournemouth Football Club and the FA as well as rugby and hockey teams. We even talk about how he's been featured in the best-selling football magazine in the UK, Match of the Day, and advice on how others can feature their business in magazines themselves. It was an incredible episode. I learned a lot from Jack and I really hope that you guys enjoy the episode too. And if you do, please be sure to leave a written review, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because if you do, you'll get a shout-out by me. And in this week's shout-out... Uh, I'm actually going to give it to someone who hasn't left a written review on Apple Podcasts because he's got an Android, unfortunately. Um, I know I get I get a lot of messages from people wanting to review, but they're on Android, unfortunately, and you can't do it. It's weird, I don't know, but yeah, you, you can't leave a written review on Apple Podcasts if you're on Android, which is a bit annoying. But he DM'd me saying that he loved it and he gave me really good feedback. His name is Bruno Morgado. And yeah, the, the feedback that he gave is really, really helpful. And um, so I thought, yeah, to say thank you, I'd leave him a shout out in this episode. And if you like him, want to feature in the next episode for a shout out, leave a written review or DM me. Um, I'm pretty flexible with it. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. And yeah, let's go on the episode. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Hey, mate, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, all good here. Can't complain. Mate, you are in Australia, aren't you? I am, yeah, probably the safest place uh, and the best place to be uh, in the world at the moment. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. How 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 did you decide to go to Australia? Did you just uh, like is it a gap year sort of thing or like? Yeah, so I came um, during my undergrad degree. Came over for six weeks. Um, like everyone in England, you get a shed load of time off um, during university, and kind of wanted to make that time kind of impactful and, and useful. Um, so came over, did a bit of volunteering work just in, in sports teams um, and came to play hockey in Western Australia in Perth. Um, went back to England after my six weeks, finished my degree uh, and then three years on, um, someone that I did a bit of work with uh, over here said, Jack, I've, I've got a part-time job. Uh, you can come and do your business over here um, and you can pick up a few hours with me and you can enjoy the, the winter weather that is 22 degrees uh, in Western Australia. Yeah, mate, it sounds absolutely class. One of my <laughs> mates is in Australia right now and he's absolutely loving it as well. Um, but he just went there with no sort of intention to do anything. He just literally went there, got a job, got a place, and it's just like, yeah, I'll just live here for a bit. And he's loving it right now. He's got no intention to come back. So basically lost him. <laughs> yeah, but you went with a sort of, I mean, you had... I mean, you said like your plan A, plan B and plan C kind of dropped off, but you already like you had a business going into Australia. So you kind of you knew that you were going to be working on that while you were going there. Mm, Yeah, 100 percent. And actually, it helped that having a product um, that is then shipped across the world. Actually, there was already my product used by coaches in Perth and in in, and in wider Australia. So actually jumped off the plane um, and I knew people straight away um so there was that element which was was really really nice um but also the transition element that actually running a business means you have to be really connected 
Um, you can probably hear the dogs. My apologies. Um, uh, but yeah, so I suppose having those connections were really useful, but the transition element of, because I had to stay connected to the people back home, it just felt really smooth. It just, I was just in basically in a different coffee shop. Um, my office is the coffee mm. shop. I rotate around different coffee shops. Um, so actually it was no different. Um, so that was a really helpful and, and comforting thing in a way. What's the, what's the growth been of, of the coaching lab before we actually talk about like what the coaching lab is, but what, what was the, what was the growth of the coaching lab as, as you've been to Australia? Would you say it's the same or would you say it's better, worse? Yeah, it's interesting because I think when it, when we planned to come over, it wasn't to plan to be maybe here for, for this long duration. Uh, it was meant to be a bit more of a flexible trip and also didn't expect any coronavirus to be uh, in the world. So I think we had a perception of what it was going to be like uh, and that's that got kind of got scrapped. Uh, and then the new reality has been really positive. Ultimately, number one, that during this whole period, more people are spending more time on their mobile phones or in front of a screen. So yeah. our content has then been better um, because we know people are more are watching it more. So we've had to analyse that a little bit, which has then helped our growth. And it's opened more opportunities, particularly being on a different time zone, you know, working, living in a country that, yes, our product, my product is here, but it's not as big as the UK. So actually there's, mm. there's new opportunities. So the growth's been very organic. It's been really uh, pretty steady. Um, like I hadn't suddenly just gone straight through the roof and I was quite conscious that we almost don't want that. Um, you know, I kind of believe that the faster you grow, the quicker you fail. Um, so it's just about working what works in the UK or what works in Australia, sorry. Um, what can we take from the UK and just combine that all together because I, i'd love to like know more detail and i know loads of people would want to know but what is what is the coaching lab yeah it's a good question um and i think it's still one that we're, i'm still trying to figure out in terms of i find it hard to put a sentence on it because i think there's loads of different areas to it and i'm dyslexic so i don't like rules and i don't like uh you know sentences that say it has to be like this so ultimately it supports sports coaches to unleash creativity with the idea being that creativity is the ultimate competitive advantage you can have and with that the core product range is is a set of match play cards a series of cards that player challenges team challenges reflection questions to bring training to life to make training look and feel like the game so you know you've got under 12 grassroots football coach coaches the boys you know a couple of times a week finds the boys quite hard to coach probably wants to add a bit more of a buzz to it and the whole idea is that match play card supports this. It makes training interactive, makes it look and feel like the game, and just provides another tool for coaches to use. Mm. Um, so I think that's probably 70% of the business. And then the other 30% and probably the area that's grown a lot is that learning and development angle. So going in and delivering coaching um, to the coaches, yeah. so supporting them. I'm just trying to understand like the for the playing cards, how does it kind of... How does it actually work practically? So um, one example. So the first step we ever released was a set of challenge cards. So you had team challenges and individual challenges. So you might pick up a card. You might challenge one, another teammate. Um, so, okay, uh, you've only got four seconds on the ball. So um, they call it kind of midfield dynamo. So can you receive the ball and you've only got four seconds? Can you be the hero is, is kind of the, the text on that card. And there's one, a team challenge might be kind of Barcelona way. 
So you can only pass the ball five meters, can't pass it any further. So replicating those kind of sporting heroes. So they're all practical actions that with a bit of theory behind it, that it influences behavior of players and individuals. Um, so you might mm. choose to give one to one team, one challenge to one team, but you might not tell the opposition. So can the opposition recognize what the challenge is? Can they, you know, grow their their ability to recognize and adapt uh, to overcome? Because ultimately, what we want to do is practical coaching and training is to connect training to the game. So the game you play on the weekend, we want that to almost happen on on the in the midweek as well. Okay, so the, the so I'm just trying to understand a bit more. So the like a team would have these like deck of cards. They'd pick a card and say like one of them would be like play like Barcelona so you can only pass up to five meters nothing more and then they just have yep. to play a duration like that yeah so it can always be like a secret mission so it looks and feels like the game so I've got a couple of cards in front of me here so there's one it's called pressure score the score within 45 seconds of scoring your last goal and it's worth triple so you might give that to one team and then the challenge for the opposition is to not let them score but then to protect that lead and then to go on and score uh got a couple more here uh superhero block a shot steal possession to receive a bonus point can you be the hero so particularly for the younger kids uh you know those 10 11 12 year olds just been bringing that their energy levels up and just inviting them in uh one here golden ticket uh, select one player that can't be tackled by another outfield player uh what else have we got manager mode uh, so step onto the field, step onto the sideline and become the manager of your team. So just little things that just add different dynamics to training rather than kids yeah. and players just playing the same game all the time. Like there's one here I've got for the goalkeepers, mm. brick wall. For every save your goalkeeper makes, you receive a bonus point. So all stuff around behaviours and point scoring and goals that just promotes good interactions and ultimately just makes training mm, more yeah. fun would you would you sell directly to the coaching like staff and the coaching you know uh coaching companies basically yeah so you know the only place you can get them at the moment is is on our website is the coaching lab uh, org. so that's the only place you can get them so yeah it's kind of straight to consumers straight to to customers straight away which is good uh i think there's some real areas of growth particularly in the kind of the the Amazon side of stuff um, is something to explore mm, yeah. for the, kind of the year ahead. Um, but at the moment, direct, which is probably what we want, um, because the nice thing is then we can see who's buying our product, which for yeah, 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 exactly. is, is probably the best bit, and it grows your mailing list. You can see what countries they've been mm. sold to. You can see how many they're buying, um, where the postcode is, what their email address is, and that's an interesting one. What their email address is, so some people put down yeah. their personal address, but if they have a business, if they have an email address at a certain football club um, within the Premier League, it, it probably tells you a little bit of information, and then you go and search on LinkedIn, and you have a, a better idea of where match play cards are going to. So how, like, I'm really interested now as to where, like, you've at, how many you've actually sold, and like where they've actually have they been to some like top clubs. Yeah, so uh, 27 different countries at the moment. Um, we've had some go to Arsenal Football Club within their academy. Oh, wow. Um, AFC Bournemouth, Leicester City, um, some stuff within the FA, within the kind of England football, within their grassroots and development game. Uh, what have we had? Some rugby clubs across the world, some, you know, some good quality rugby clubs. USA Field Hockey, 
England and Great Britain hockey, um, Canada soccer. Um, so it's a real, it's a right mix um, of kind of mm. names you can drop in of people that we recognise um, and used by this coach and this coach. And then there's the grassroots, um, you know, Trevor that coaches whoever on a Sunday morning. So it's really wide, which is great. Um, and it's all been organic, which has been the, the great thing. So all those cards that have gone to those, you know, amazing environments at those Premier League football clubs and their academies, you know, we haven't given anything away. Um, if someone wants our product, it's 20 quid. Like, it's not going to break the bank. Um, mm, and also, yeah. if someone wants something, they'll buy it. Um, and I, I really believed in that when we first started kind of 18 months ago that don't give anything away like I say that you know don't give anything away for, for free as such um if someone wants something you know let them let them get involved for the right reasons yeah for sure so how many how many have you actually sold like worldwide yeah in, in only 18 months as well yeah we're definitely into a few thousands now um so yeah it's month by month it it goes um and we kind of track it and as I've become a better entrepreneur as such or better business person, my number crunching and calculating has become better. So there's definitely been some good growth in the past six to eight months compared to last, um, compared to the first six to eight months. Um, and there's definitely a few reasons why that's, that's better. Um, you know, it started with one tweet um, and got some good feedback um, and never ever probably expected it to be in. 27 different countries used by some really really cool places and coaches um, and now supported by Virgin Startup. I really wanted to delve deeper to see what the sort of fundamental drivers were to Jack's playing card company growth and the answer may surprise you actually. I suppose number one was I had no barrier and what I mean by that was um, I didn't owe anyone any money, um, you know, so it was an investment to kind of get kickstarted and setting up a website is, is cheap and, you know, anyone can do that. Um, so I suppose there's that element of there wasn't a barrier, so there was nothing stopping me from, from growth. Um, and I think, to be honest, from the word go, I don't think I've ever sold the product. I've sold the story behind it and sold the stories that have come from the product. And I really, really believe in that. And I, I struggle um, to look at businesses that that sell it on price rather than sell the impact. Um, I've done a bit of volunteer work with Young Enterprise uh, and went into a school and they had this idea about a product and they said, oh, okay, we can really sell the price as, as the feature. And I said, no, 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 you know, sell the features that are going to make the difference. And I think that's been the most powerful part of, of our growth as match play cards, as the coaching lab is that, you know, we haven't sold the product. We've sold the stories that have come from the product and the impact and the influence that our product yeah. can have, which, you know, storytelling is, is hugely impactful and it's helped us massively. Um, and I suppose we like to treat people well. Um, so number one, everyone gets a pack of Harry bows uh, when they order because, when someone opens up our pack of cards and opens up our a package from, you know, it's come from from the UK to ship to wherever, that we want them to smile as soon as they open it. Um, and yes, if that makes them send a tweet or send me a message on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, that's amazing. 
but ultimately if it makes them smile and have a good impression of the coaching lab that then when they go and share those cards with their players or they go and share them with another coach they've had a good experience that they're going to go and share and one of the features we have on the shipping list is where did you hear about match play cards from and by far the biggest is referral from customer from someone else 100 percent the biggest so other people believe in our product and they've shared that um which I think I suppose is testament to some of the content we put out, but just the small little details that that we go into has helped us, you know, massively. Yeah, and like word of mouth is very, very underrated, and it's it's so powerful as well. Yeah. Like like you just said, and I'm really interested as to like how like where did the idea actually come from at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, stuck in university library um, in my final year, kind of just about to hand in my dissertation. Um, so did a study on psychological skills. How do you integrate psychology into practice? Went to Reading Football Club, to their academy, which is you know one of the best in England. Um, went to some leading hockey clubs and coaches and teams and spoke to them. And ultimately came up with you know, some really good research and some really easy points to take away. Um, and that's great. But if it's going to sit in an 8,000-word assignment in a PDF with a load of big words in, that's no use to anybody um so it's kind of like okay i have the research i have the impact we know why we want to do it how can we make this accessible playful and reachable to absolutely everyone across the world um and playing cards was that idea one because they're everyone knows them everyone's pretty comfortable with a deck of playing cards they have the idea of you know basically what it's about um and that's kind of where the connection came. So the link between theory to practice was huge to me. Um, there's not enough of it in mm. coaching. Um, and as a dyslexic, it was pretty important to me throughout my whole education. There's got to be theory to practice. Yeah. Why did you decide to go from like you, you did that research, you did that, you know, you went to Reading Football Club. Why, how did you decide to go from that research into say and use use that in, in playing cards and not anything else? Um, I suppose I did a coaching degree and I coached throughout university and I've you know, coached across the world in you know, many different kind of levels of environment. And one of the common themes is, is coaches probably don't interact with players enough and players probably then haven't got the psychological skill sets to then go on and score a penalty under pressure or go and make a decision under pressure. And, that whole idea was basically my dissertation. It had all the ideas about how we can better support that in a training environment with something quite tangible and impactful. Um, and coaches are pretty simple people, sort of, and it has to be easy, it has to be non-invasive, and playing cards are non-invasive because, you know, when you open one of our decks up straight away, it says there's no rules. You know, we don't want to be limiting to the coach. So I think that's why we kind of wanted to bridge that gap between it, something that was accessible, something that was non-invasive to the individual, but adds good value and can be used in a million different ways. So our cars are not sports specific, um, which again has supported the growth of what we do. But I think they'd be the biggest kind of things that have influenced my decision-making around creating a set of playing cards because I didn't start a business to make money because if you do that, you go in with, you know, you're going in the wrong way. If you have a product or you have a service that people believe in, you'll make money. 
you know, if you go in and say, okay, I want to make money and I'm going to sell this for X and turn over this and my profit margins X, Y, and Z, that's great. It's fantastic, but you won't survive because you're money driven, but we're people driven and learning led. So that has been hugely useful to us um, because it's, it's just meant, I don't know, one, we're a little bit slower, a little bit more open eyes, bigger ears to listen. Um, and want feedback and want to see what people are doing and want to see how they're being used. And that's why we check in with coaches, why we you know, ring people up, email people, see how they're getting on because we're not money driven. Like, of course you have to make money yeah. to survive, but that's a byproduct of having an amazing, you know, what I'd like to think is an amazing product or service. When you ring them up, like what sort of reception do, do you get from, from actually doing that? Because that's not something that you get all the time from companies where you, where you shop from and from where you buy from yeah um i suppose my i suppose there's an element of this that i didn't want my name jack rolf to be over the branding and it's not my business like it is my business because i own it and it's 100 percent mine but it's not about me and it's about the consumer and, and whatever so when i ring up and i say hey how's it going it's it's jack you know founder of the coaching lab it's kind of like you know who are you? Because I keep a pretty low profile. They're kind of behind social media in a way. Um, so some people probably wouldn't just, you know, totally out the blue. And there's conversation straight away. And because I'm still a coach, and that's important that, you know, I coach a couple of hours a week. And because I'm in a coaching business now, that actually the, you've got a connection straight away. So we have common ground. Um, and that's something I've always, always said that I would do if I run the business that's fine but I must continue to coach otherwise I'm preaching values that I don't pre- that I'm not delivering myself so you know I ring up a, a hockey coach a football coach volleyball whoever there's some common knowledge there and I think with any entrepreneur that rings up their consumer there's going to be some common knowledge because you're the person that's made an idea for the probably for the people that you're actually ringing um, and they target audience and if you don't know your target audience then you know, you're probably not in the right spot. It's pretty cool. Like, did you ever envisage envisage this? Like, your your brand taking because it's been it's been like tremendous the growth. You know, you've been it's being used across you know massive clubs, massive football clubs, massive sports teams across you know so many different countries. And you've been featured in like loads of different newspapers as well. Uh, sorry, magazines. Like, did you actually did you ever envisage this to happen? um absolutely not no so i ordered 100 sets um or 100 decks didn't order any samples um on the first 100 there was no branding on the bag the logo looked pretty shit um and it was just i look back now and i you know, I can't really believe that i sold it in a way and that's not because it was too quick it's not because of anything like that it's just because i didn't know any different so absolutely had no idea that it would reach the impact that it has and survive you know coming up to two years in november absolutely no idea um i've worked backwards which has been good and bad i suppose um the best bit about working backwards is there's always a step forward so you know we kind of rebranded it a little bit changed our our font um just get some core colors in there get some um use of language tone of language that kind of tone of voice stuff so Absolutely no. Uh, I had no idea where it would be sitting hmm. now. Didn't expect to be sat in Australia. 
and running a business yeah. from, from the beach either. How like I guess in the early days it must have been like when when you did receive those you know not very good deck of cards. How did you kind of think? Okay, uh, there's still room for there's room for improvement here. Because I, I know a lot of people may have just been like, yeah, there's not really much here. I'll give up. I'll move on to something else. Yeah, I suppose there was some steady growth, which was which was supportive, which meant there was a bit of recognition that there was an idea behind it. But ultimately, you know, I loved every minute of it. Um, I love the lifestyle. I love the connections. I love the vibe around the startup business kind of scene. So more than anything, I just loved it. Um, which is then, you know, meant you know, I'm quite willing to do however long days and take phone calls at whatever time and spend long time you know, working on it because I absolutely love it, which ultimately then has its return of you create a better product time and time again. I really want to talk about the Match of the Day magazine. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about it before, before we started recording. And it was a really cool story. Um, I think people would love to to hear. Yeah. Uh, so this time last year, got featured in in Match of the Day magazine, uh, and for a product to be featured in a a magazine like that is now looking back really quite hard because they'd normally charge you an absolute fortune. Um, and to give a bit of context, Match of the Day magazine is the biggest and the best selling football magazine in the UK, so you can't get any bigger. And yeah. I you know I love my football I love my my Arsenal um, you know they're my team and the I you know I love Twitter as well and you know you float you follow through a few people and whatever and the editor of Match of the Day magazine came up and he followed me back and I, and I kind of thought it's probably because you know we're both Arsenal fans and you know both kind of live near London and, and whatever. And uh, I thought, okay, right, I'm just going to drop him a message and said, right, I have this cool product. Um, it'd be really nice to to see if there's any possibility of just having a write-up or you can have an article or, or even just kind of catching your thoughts and seeing what you think to it. And uh, he said, yep, yeah, email me across some photos. Um, can I take whatever content I want from the website to put into it? And I thought, okay, fine, like did it straight away um i thought okay like not going to see anything not nothing's going to happen and i didn't hear anything yeah. for about three or four days and then monday morning i got a message they said oh hey jack how's it going um it'll be in the magazine tomorrow uh, um, so oh, i went down mate, to that's WH, class. yeah went down to wh smith's and half a page spread um in this you know full color best-selling football magazine um so i pretty much went to every shop in my town um bought a couple of copies <laughs> and uh, if i didn't buy one i just opened the page and left it um on the news left it there and walked off, yeah, <laughs> just walked off. so like, it was it was wicked um and i'm you know still in touch with the guys that match the day and we'll hopefully do some more stuff with them in the future but that's just a prime example of like if you don't ask you don't get um that's 100 percent right yeah, yeah. so cool definitely like you should yeah i think like gary v says it he says like you should message you should dm like 100 people a day asking them to like basically whatever whatever you're trying to do get help from them or whatever and he says like one is bound to say yes i think you just got like, you just got very lucky that, that that one was the um and it was quite quick as well like the match today magazine editor mm-hmm. so but i mean you asked 
like those people just wouldn't they wouldn't have asked in the first place so yeah the, the power of just dming people is very underrated and i think the other thing on pr and something i picked up from virgin is not so much back to today but particularly journalists in terms of newspaper articles that are lazy people so if you're gonna say can i request to be in your, your newspaper number one that takes another email for them to send back so i have i pretty much write the press release um for them to amend and twist in a lot of context so you know one just a local newspaper back in my town and basically i wrote the press release and they amended it and they put it straight in because they had to do no work pretty much so that was one of the biggest things i've learned is do the work do the groundwork for them and make life as easy as possible for journalists um and just get to Mm. the point just make it super easy you know tell them what you want tell them what you need and what you can give them in return as well you know what is the impact of the coaching lab being in the newspaper okay there's seven thousand followers we've got on twitter and whatever on instagram two and a half thousand you know so give them the the benefits and the numbers behind why they'd want why they'd want you involved yeah I, i think that i think that's amazing and i think that's something that i've really learned from my guests actually personally uh is that you should literally message as many you know magazine tv whatever uh podcasts in in this case but like yeah that that's the sort of that's the thing i've i've really gathered from my guests because i've had guests that have been on like like uh the one show and huffington post and really cool really cool stuff and all they did was just email email around and one of them is bound to say yes so yeah like a massive yeah massive like respect to that because yeah i think i think it's amazing and you've got to do your own pr like you could pay a pr agency to do it and whatever but for ultimately for a startup like it's probably expense you don't want and it's stuff you can learn um and if you're getting someone else to write your stuff for you like probably not what it's not coming from you it's not coming from you as an individual and as a business you know so basically i'm you know i own a business but i'm the pr manager i do social media content you know add the life of a startup entrepreneur is is everything all in one and you have to embrace that so where do you see where do you see the future of, of the coaching lab is it with the coaching element of it or the carding the cards yeah yeah so there's definitely more cards to come in the series which is really exciting um and as i said at the start conscious that we don't release everything at the same time so there's some cool stuff around you know different elements of training that we'll, that we'll focus on and, and release in due course um love to kind of grow the coaching element of it supporting the coaches so practically delivering coach development uh, for the individuals i think whatever happens you know would stay i stay close to the the values of be learning led and people driven and that'll guide guide mm. the business in the right direction um i've done a bit of volunteer work with kind of young enterprise um you know before i came to australia and really keen to give back to young entrepreneurs and startups as well so i think there's also that other side of it that if you own a business you have a duty to support others and to share um you know i'd love to share my story and, and help others you know grow their business and, and grow their their skill set as well yeah i mean i'm i'm, <clears throat> I'm sure that the audience like listening now i mean they are primarily like yeah young people obviously and yeah i really think they've learned a lot from you so i think we'll just before we wrap it up what is the one thing that you really want young people to take away from from your story make the most of every opportunity you get because 
you you know you only get one opportunity or one shot. Um, yeah, and you have to make the most of, of every opportunity, and everything happens for a reason. You know, that would be my biggest kind of thing. So, how can people stay in touch with you and the coaching lab in the future? Yeah, so the coaching labs across all the social media: um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and that's just at the underscore coaching lab. If you type that in, you'll be on. And then a website is thecoachinglab.org, um, and you can drop me an email on info at thecoachinglab.org or a DM on on Twitter or Instagram, and that's jpr underscore 25 and more than happy to chat more than happy to kind of yeah explore with other people and yeah learn and connect yeah for sure man thank you so much jack for, for joining me yeah it's been a real pleasure talking to you and i love i love like what you're doing the coaching lab i i um massive football fan as well myself and i think when i was developing this would have been a really cool thing for me to have you know that i've take, taken advantage of we didn't have it, but yeah, it would have been really cool. No, awesome. Thanks for having me on and keep up the good work. It's great to listen to other young people causing a bit of chaos and making the older ones think. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the younger people, these guys, like there's some teenagers that are like scaring me because they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You have no idea that it's mental. But yeah, it's really cool to see. Yeah, I saw a young enterprise um, group at school that, kind of one charity not charity of the year um young business of the year and theirs was reusable tents or, or recyclable tents for music venues so single use Mate, just, sick um, idea. Get rid of them, like cardboard style and i was kind of looking at it yeah. number one why didn't i think of it um and then number <laughs> two these guys were like 15 16 and they're launched yeah. their business and they're just like smashing it so there's some really good stuff going on it's scary but in a good way in a very yeah, good way it definitely but anyway i'll let you i'll let you go on the rest of your day thank you so much again and uh i'll i'll see you later top man keep up the good work i want to thank every one of you for tuning into our very episode and for following us on our instagram page leaving reviews any way that you support the page i really want to thank you because it really does help me out and yeah it's, it's really nice of you to do that and you know all the messages that i receive are really nice i really can't thank you enough and for all the shares to other people i really can't thank you enough again i really appreciate it but as well if you've got any feedback i'd love to hear it because you know i'm always improving and i can i can only improve if you guys give me some tips so if you guys give me you know aspects of the podcast you like aspects of the podcast you don't like so we can we can go forward so yeah thank you so much again and i'll see you in the next episode